trigger warning. The following episode contains references to homophobia, racism, human suffering, mental conditions, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. And remember, comrade, you leave posts to sad teenage feelings. No politics. I'm Andy. I'm much too good-looking and popular to worry about repercussions. I'm Adam. Chum Watcher? No. Buddy Creeper? Nah. Wait, I got it. I'm Sean. Facebook Marketplace. We've got killer deals. I'm Kelly, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about social media. Hmm. I may have heard of that. I'm so good at Facebook, guys. You don't even know. I'm going off the grid. (laughs) We'll get into people who do that a little bit. Like me. (laughs) Yes. I have a phobia just for you. (laughs) Um, So, etymology here. Socius is companion or ally in Latin. Okay. And that's where we get social. Hmm. And it probably originally meant follower, which is a uh, very social media sort of meaning. <laughs> and they think that goes back to the Proto-Indo-European Sakwayo. Sakwayo at two, man. Those are those big trees, right? <laughs> and media is just the plural of medium. Oh, weird. What? I did not know that. Multiple mediums? <laughs> yeah. Multiple oh. mediums is media. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so if you're like watching TV, you get sound and video. Yeah, yeah. And that makes it that makes it media instead of one medium like a painting. Mm-hmm. Huh. So moving on to our fears. I have two that mean the exact same thing, one that uses the Latin more and one that uses the Greek more. There's visio bibliophobia. Fear of TV yeah. books. <laughs> Tonight on biography. Ah! <laughs> and Prosopobibliophobia. I don't know that one. Both essentially mean Facebook phobia. <laughs> oh, okay. Fear of having your personal information visible. Fear of learning that your grandma's really racist. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you don't have to fear learning that. You already know. <laughs> She's dead. So <laughs> That's what you get when you're racist. And then uh, we're not really going to go into science and history too much, except... Uh, in our quiz here, but you know, social media is uh, interactive computer-based tech that allows communication through computers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can insult people you never dreamed you could. <laughs> what a and, world. Or get insulted by them. Oh yeah, that's important. So I'm going to start with terms here because I only have one. <laughs> Zuckerberging. <laughs> catfishing. We're going to talk a little bit about catfishing, but I figured that was a known term. I love fish. What is friend stalker? That's a person who, like, I'm friends with Adam, and then the guy stalks me through his Facebook? Yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, somebody, like, has a crush on someone, so they try to get close to that person's friend. That's a really creepy plan. (laughs) And uh, 
I think also recommended by the Spice Girls. Hmm. <laughs> I yeah. thought they'd tell me what they want, what they really, really want. <laughs> if you want to be their lover, you got to get with their friends. That sounds kinky. They've been teaching us to do it the whole time. <laughs> so this is one of the founders suggested names for Twitter. Oh, oh no. Wow. <laughs> Friend stalker. <laughs> well, why don't we pump the brakes, Fred? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> well, it really fell through when he made the icon FS and they're like, fuck shit. What the what? Also suggested Jitter and Twitcher. <laughs> uh, Twitcher was taken. I'm going to call it a jitter bug. Okay. Instead of the little bird, we could have had the scary guy from the neighborhood watch sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to our true and false. Friendster was the first social media website. Hmm. I'm going to say false. I think LiveJournal. Mm. Yeah, there's always LiveJournal. LiveJournal is more like a blog thing, though. It's true. I don't know. I don't know what would be like considered the first one. Like, how basic do, can it be? <laughs> more than a chat room. I'm going to say it's true. Uh, False. Adam has it. And me. Uh, and maybe you. John. <laughs> who, who can really remember? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, uh, Six Degrees is considered to be the first social media site. Never heard of huh. it. It's, it's, you could message Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but only Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Quit messaging me. Well, you had to ask someone 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 to message Kevin Bacon. How's Hollow Man going, huh? <laughs> Are your feet really loose? <laughs> Does anyone want to guess when it was launched? Oh. 1997. 92. Oh, that's what I was going to say. 91. Andy, you have it right on the nose. Oh. 97. Oh. I was actually going to say 97 until Andy took it. <laughs> and then you took mine. Yeah. That's my only choice at that point. It lasted until 2001. Hmm. Four whole years. That's not too bad, really. One of the problems with Six Degrees was apparently their incredibly aggressive marketing in that <laughs> they sent you emails like every day telling you to invite your friends. Hmm. Please. <laughs> we want money. And that was before you could have Google sort your inbox for you. Yeah. All right. True or false? Browsing Facebook lowers your self-control. Lowers your self-control? Huh. It's true. God, I'm holding cigarettes now. <laughs> Am I playing blackjack? <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say false because I feel like the more crap you see on the more you're like, you know, I'm not going to do anything anymore. <laughs> I'm going to say it's true. I think it's probably true because you're just like mindlessly going through it all. This is weirdly true. Huh. And the more friends you have on the site, the greater the effect. Wow, Mark Zuckerberg must be out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so the reasoning here seemed really weird to me. Basically, it said that for users, Facebook was like a self-esteem boost. And those positive feelings led to lower self-control. Huh. Hmm. I also saw something about Facebook lowering self-esteem. <laughs> so uh, who can say? So the, the better I feel about myself, the less I care about what I do. <laughs> nothing can stop me. <laughs> Consequences mean nothing. <laughs> All right. Social media is correlated with an increase in memory. Hmm. That, that seems, sounds false. That sounds plausible to me. I'm going to say true. I'll say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this one is true. Woo. 
MRI studies show an increase in activities in areas associated with memory and face recognition with those who are really active on social media. Hmm. So it is good for something then. (laughs) One thing. So on YouTube, a creator who uses pre-roll ads can expect to make $20,000 if they get 4 million views. Oof, that sounds just depressingly true. That sounds way too high. I'm going to say false. I hope it's too high. But 4 million views is a lot. It's true. Are you going with your hopes there, Adam? Yes. Okay. I mean, if I if I just go into the middle of town and have 4 million people see me, does that mean I get a bunch of money? <laughs> if you have a gun. If I make a show of it, a spectacle? If you hand them an advertisement, maybe. <laughs> Drink Pepsi. Punk. I'm holding this box of cereal. Look at me. So this is false. Mm-hmm. If you get... 4 million views in a year, you can expect to make almost $9,000. That sounds more... So not bad. Yeah, that's money I wouldn't mind having. (laughs) I like it very much. (laughs) It is not easy to get 4 million views on YouTube. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on there. How hard could it be? I'm just going to start kicking Adam in the nuts and filming it, and let's see how far we get. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Which nut? (laughs) Prominent women are harassed on average, every 30 seconds on Twitter. That like, seems low. Yeah, that seems very low. <laughs> <laughs> every single one? That's on average. And this is specifically, this was a survey of journalists and politicians. So, sorry, I just want to make sure I understand this. So, like, if I'm a woman, I get harassed every 30 seconds or all women together? I think it's they averaged out people who got it more and less, and the average was 30 seconds. So, it's each each person every 30 seconds? <laughs> yes. Okay. Who's this guy that's doing this? <laughs> I'll say it's true because, man, it, it does seem like it should be the number should be lower. But I'm going to say it's every like 15 seconds. <sighs> yeah, I'll say every false. one second. This is true. Huh. A survey of 778 UK and US journalists and politicians found they received abusive treats about every 30 seconds. Abusive treats, <laughs> boy. <laughs> And black women were, on average, 84% more likely to be abused than white women. Hmm. Hey. So we've got sexism and racism all on the same site. (laughs) On the internet? Who knew? (laughs) Who knew that if we let everything go unmoderated for years, bad shit would go down? (laughs) When was the first chat program created? When were computers? Like, I'm going to say 1974. I was going to say, like, 84. Uh, The first message was ASL. (laughs) 96. <laughs> Andy, you are on it today. Whoa, the heck? Oh, 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 oh. 1973. Whoa. Get out of here, computer boy. Beep boop. Oh, I'm, I'm not a computer. <laughs> <laughs> computer boy. <laughs> the Tacomatic. <laughs> that's not taco. That's Tacomatic. Oh. Oh. Like it was a talk boy that they just passed through. <laughs> <laughs> they called it the Waco Taco. <laughs> <laughs> the Tacomatic was introduced in 1973. It transmitted characters instantly as they were typed instead of waiting for a complete line of text. Oh, wow. It's dangerous. The screen was divided into several horizontal windows with one participant in each. This let all the participants type at once without their messages becoming a confusing jumble. Hmm. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So... Live Journal is still up and running. Wow. Really? Who owns it? <laughs> God? 
Uh, Some sort of teenage depression warlock. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lich now. Uh, Bill Nye. Oh, the suspense. (laughs) The answer is SUP Media, a Russian media company whose owner has ties to the Kremlin. Sup. Sup, media. (laughs) Basically, LiveJournal became very popular with Russian intellectuals and political activists. Hmm. By purchasing the company and moving the servers to Russia, they placed LJ under Russian law and Russian censorship. Wow. Oh, no. (laughs) They released a new terms of service that classified any blog that gets over 3,000 views a day a media outlet subject to censorship and prosecution. Wow. There's a lot more disappearances and mysterious poisonings on LiveJournal now. (laughs) They also allowed the Russian government to pull any content it deemed obscene, which in a Putin-led government means, among other things, any LGBTQ content. So yeah, Russia bought LiveJournal to keep Russians from posting about politics on (laughs) LiveJournal. Let's go right to the source. What a nice man. He certainly has nothing to hide. (laughs) Which three countries ban Facebook? China. North Korea. Mm -hmm. Those are good guesses. Um, That's two of them. Oh, man. Antarctica. Iran. <laughs> you got uh, it. Ooh. Oh, okay. Nice. Way to go, guys. <laughs> Except for Sean. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many users has Facebook lost since 2017? Five. <laughs> million. <laughs> one billion. I'm not going to say anyone got close enough to get that one. About oh. 15 million. Oh. Ooh. But don't worry about them. They still have over 2 billion active users. Wow. So they're doing fine. It's two out of every seven people on the planet. All right. Moving on to our stories. Stories. Let's start with a little trip down memory lane to MySpace. Yay. <laughs> and grown ass. Hold on, I have, to, I have to start my music. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace, where a grown-ass adult drove a child to suicide. Hmm. So this was back in September of 2006, when Facebook was just opening its doors to non-college students, and MySpace still dominated the landscape. We remember MySpace? You know, I I never actually had a MySpace account, so... I don't. I think I might have had one, but I don't remember ever doing anything with it. I know know of it, (laughs) if that helps. I had the MySpace. I I followed all the drama. (laughs) Who was the guy that was everybody's friend? Tom. Tom, that's it. (laughs) Sean, think loud backgrounds and autoplay music. That's Mm. MySpace. It's like a GeoCity site. Yes. Kind of. It's like a step above. Except I didn't have to do any programming (laughs) at all. MySpace was definitely the GeoCities of social media. (laughs) So, MySpace was the social media outlet of choice for Megan Meyer, a 13-year-old with a history of uh, suicidal ideations. 13 and suicidal? Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's rough. This, by the way, was a history her friend, Sarah, was aware of. But Sarah's mother, Lori Drew, decided that when the girls weren't getting along so well, she should make sure that Megan wasn't saying anything mean about her daughter. She did this by creating Josh, a 16-year-old MySpace dreamboat. Mm. Oh, no. I love boats. <laughs> Toot. As Josh, she, and one of her employees, and her daughter Sarah, befriended Megan. Hmm. But she had, like, somebody that was working for her also do this or something? They all puppeted the account. Yeah, I was going to say, oh. it was one puppet with three puppeteers. <laughs> Josh was generally nice to Megan, and she developed a huge crush. Hmm. Mm. 
Uh, of course, some of the flirting was pretty creepy in context. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lori originally planned to use the conversations to humiliate Megan by confronting her with the messages she'd Why? sent to the imaginary Josh. Ah, blackmail. That's good. <laughs> you gonna blackmail a 13-year-old? Well, she never got the chance. Oh, good. This will never backfire. <laughs> In October, Josh stopped being so nice. He and a couple other online friends started flinging insults at Megan. Lori's final message as Josh was, you're a shitty person and the world would be a better place without you in it. Wow. That's mature. Way to go, Josh. (laughs) About 20 minutes later, Megan hung herself from her closet organizer with a cloth belt. Only 20 minutes. That's such a fast turnaround. Why (laughs) on earth are you terrorizing a 13-year-old girl? You didn't get along with my daughter. (laughs) A daughter who knew this girl was suicidal. Sounds premeditated to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll get into that a bit. As for guilt, Lori is quoted as saying, it's not like I pulled the trigger. (laughs) Yeah, she's already a shitty person. (laughs) So there isn't a crime for... Driving a 13-year-old to suicide by pretending to be her (laughs) online boyfriend. And for about a year, the police tried to find one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is the kind of case that would set a precedent. Mm -hmm. And she was eventually tried and found guilty of some misdemeanor charges, basically violating MySpace's terms of service by pretending to be someone she wasn't. Here's a $15 fine. (laughs) Yeah, that was overturned on appeal. Mm. (laughs) On top of that, she pressed charges against the Myers? Uh, How? Um, On what grounds? (laughs) You made me sad when your daughter killed herself on account of what I said. (laughs) I didn't get to go through with my whole plan. (laughs) So apparently the Myers were storing like a ping pong table for her. And when they found out that she had driven their daughter to suicide, they trashed the ping pong table. (laughs) Oh, these things are equivalent. Yeah, that's not a good effigy. Yeah. So So nothing happened? Did she win her case? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't see an answer to that. I I would have loved to be in the courts like, so your honor, yes, I made their daughter commit suicide, but that is my... Ping pong table. But I can no longer play ping pong. (laughs) What is my daughter going to do when she gets in a sorority and they're supposed to play beer pong? (laughs) She has a long life ahead of her. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Ping pong was life thanks to the Myers. (laughs) Your honor. All right. So that's where we're starting out our stories today. (laughs) Return my vigilante justice episode. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the only thing is like, the one thing I'll give it is that was pretty early on in the internet landscape. And like, maybe nowadays there's more things in place to deal with this sort of confrontation, but I guess we'll find out. One would hope. Um, so our next story is just a, a little trip to Reddit. Hi, Reddit. So as long as we're on the subject of suicides. Bad things never happen there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go into the more vile side of Reddit, okay? <laughs> I did well, not sure. want to go poking about the white supremacist and incel communities. That's just not something I want to read. But I'm going to talk about Reddit trying to do something good. Hmm. Specifically, find murderers. Oh. Yeah. Everything turned out great. <laughs> they found him and he was arrested. Goodbye. <laughs> Speaking of vigilantes. <laughs> so... In 2013, when the Boston bombing happened, Hmm. Redditors put on their detective hats. (laughs) 
and set out to find the bombers in what one article charmingly described as a game of racist where's Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> So they watched every bit of footage they could find, located anyone they thought it was at all suspicious, and then tried to match them with people they found on other social media websites. Provided they also were from the Middle East. <laughs> One such person that they thought looked suspicious happened to have a Facebook page dedicated to him because he was missing. Sunil Tripathi, a 22-year-old, had been missing for about a month when the bombing happened. And they were convinced that he was our bomber. They quickly informed the media. And uh, by the end of the day, the media was broadcasting this as a fact. Oh, why? <laughs> Way to go, media. Who the hell wrote this report? <laughs> His family was getting harassing phone calls and hateful messages on their Help Us Find Our Son Facebook page. Mm, that does sound pretty conclusive. <laughs> he looks sort of like this guy in that he is... Brown skinned, and we're pretty sure we're looking for a brown skinned man. Yeah, he's got brown skin, and nobody's seen him in a month. I mean, what more <laughs> could there possibly be? Disappear and kidnapped by ISIS and turned into a man. <laughs> when the actual bombers were discovered, the accusations were, of course, retracted. But sorry, <laughs> you can't actually undo putting a family through hell while they're looking for their missing son. Yeah. And sadly, Sunil's body was discovered about a week later. He had committed suicide before the bombings even happened. Oh, good. Oh, good so job, Reddit. That was just like the worst month this family could ever have had. <laughs> good news. Your son is innocent. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the like moderators who created the Find the Boston Bombers subreddit and everything were like, maybe we should approach this differently next time. <laughs> Uh, no next time. <laughs> but there have been attempts in that since them to track down who did what. So it's not like they've given up the hobby. And then some of them were just like, it's not our fault. The media decided to run with it, which, you know, when, fair. Wouldn't you guess who you can frame a guy? <laughs> so those are the little stories. Oh, goodness. Oh, small ones. <laughs> so let's move on to uh, everyone's favorite evil social media hell site, Facebook. Hmm. I thought you were going to say 4chan. <laughs> oh, God, no. Another place I'm not going anywhere near. Very unsocial media. <laughs> Type of scum and villainy. Anti-social media. Yeah. So we all know Facebook is evil. Hmm. We know the role it had in sharing people's data and influencing the U.S. election. Thanks, Russia. <laughs> we also know, at least generally, I think, that Facebook manipulates us. Sure. Yes. Sometimes literally, as in they actively did experiments to see if changing what people saw on their timelines would change their moods. Really? How, how did they chart, chart that? Um, they, they had algorithms that tested the words people used afterwards to see if the, uh, basically the temperament of the word shifted. And they discovered Here. they could indeed make people sad on command. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> They published the results as an academic study. I feel like they should have like gone for the opposite. Like, let's see if we can make people happy. <laughs> no, no, no. The Zuck doesn't feed off of happiness. <laughs> no, no, the science is in sadness. I think like Facebook is like the first step to the Vault Corporation. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> and this guy, he'll see nothing but pictures of ducks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know why, but these ducks make me sad. <laughs> you guys don't have to worry. Facebook has promised not to do that again. Oh, good. And we can We're trust sorry. them, right? <laughs> By the way, they did promise not to experiment on people. <laughs> Just not to run this specific experiment again. Another thing Facebook has promised is not to break laws to allow discriminatory retail ads. Hmm. Okay. If you were a good company, you wouldn't need to promise these things. <laughs> a discriminatory retail ad sounds... Specifically real estate ads. Okay. So for those, those of you who are unfamiliar with this, we have the Fair Housing Act in the U.S., and that outlaws ads for housing that discriminate on the basis of, say, gender, race, disability, or religion. So you can't try to keep certain people from living in certain houses. How would you do that with an ad? You would decide who would see it. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's interesting. So back in 2016, it was revealed that Facebook's targeting ad tools were allowing people to to do exactly that. Hmm. Target ads to specific people. What? You could just choose that your demographics to exclude and Facebook would take care of the rest. Is there just like a checkbox on there? Like, no blacks, please. Yes, there's a checkbox on there (laughs) that says demographics to exclude, and you can just check black people. Wow. (laughs) What can't Facebook do? (laughs) No gays in these apartments. (laughs) Yes, please. So after it was revealed that you could do this, Facebook promised to introduce new, smarter systems that would prevent it from happening. In 2017, ProPublica tested rental ads targeted to exclude Spanish speakers, African Americans, and people interested in wheelchair ramps, just to name a few. Every single ad they tried was approved within minutes. Huh. The targeted ad, no wheelchairs, please. (laughs) And no Spaniards. Ramps are expensive. Facebook has said they'll work on tightening their systems. (laughs) We promise next time you won't find out. <laughs> We've got all the Russian money and we will spend it on. So, never mind. <laughs> Not Couldn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> so those are a couple little Facebook quibbles, but uh, small potatoes compared to this next bit. So Facebook has been found instrumental as a tool in stoking hatred and inciting violence in Myanmar toward the minority Muslim population there. Hmm. So, at least 10,000 people were killed, 392 villages burned, and 700,000 people fled the country. Wow. Keep this up. I'm trying to get back into Burma. (laughs) (laughs) This is an ongoing genocide. And the Myanmar military actively used Facebook to get the ball rolling. Hmm. Funny story, apparently the officers were sent to Russia for training, so... uh, (laughs) (laughs) What a Russian stuff going on here. So, Facebook is so widespread in Myanmar, it's basically the internet. Like, it's all people there use. And the military set up false accounts in groups and used them to whip up and stoke racial hatred toward the minority population. Hmm. As early as 2015, Facebook was warned that this was happening and that violence was being incited in a powder keg. They ignored it. (laughs) So we're trying to still trying to figure out how to get housing ads to black people. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This one's real tricky, guys. They had a total of five Burmese speakers monitoring for hate speech. Everyone else they had who was looking at it was looking at translated text. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, the translation? Not great. (laughs) 
here's one example. And I'm going to edit this a bit because one of the words is a racial slur in that country and I don't want to use it. So we're just going to say it says Muslims there. So kill all the Muslims that you see in Myanmar. None of them should be left alive. (laughs) Facebook's translation into English. I shouldn't have a rainbow in Myanmar. <laughs> that's that's the title of my next album. And it really gets the message across. I mean, that's at least anti-gay. It should have raised some sort of flag. Uh, so yeah, this is a thing that's still happening, and Facebook has promised to hire more Burmese speakers to help deal with it. Maybe they'll bump it up to seven. You guys just keep on asking stuff about you at the Facebook Corporation. We're getting tired of it. In in their defense, I don't think I've ever met a Burmese speaker. <laughs> Maybe you could try hiring some of the 700,000 that just had to flee their country. There you go. So just in a little bit of recent Facebook news, since it is, you know, all over my Facebook right now, or not over my Facebook, I quit Facebook (laughs) all over my newsfeed. Last month, a woman used Facebook to find a pregnant woman, lure her to her home, murder her, and cut her baby out so she could claim it as her own. Wow. That's not good. Okay, one, how how are you getting lured? Stop going to people you don't know. (laughs) Well, Facebook has like that, uh, it's almost like a Craigslist marketplace now. It was now. essentially that. It was like a an exchange group for pregnant women, for people looking for baby clothes and stuff. So she offered- Looking to exchange babies. <laughs> she offered her baby clothes in a stroller, and that's why she went there. She was nine months pregnant. Cha-ching! Always, always, always meet in the parking lot. <laughs> or with of someone. A, of a like, Walmart. or like someone with you. We actually have a police station down the street that has a meeting area for Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's clever. Yeah. And like, I, I just wonder how this woman saw that going out. It's like, you know this woman. And then the next day she has a baby. And it's like, wow, you, that was a really fast pregnancy there. I didn't need a lot. <laughs> Got a real good deal on this one. <laughs> so the baby is currently maybe gonna make it the last article i saw they thought that it was he was brain dead but he opened his eyes so they think he might come through Ugh. um his father is still alive and is you know taking care of him jeez that's that's i can't even imagine yeah. all the best to you baby <laughs> what happened to the woman uh she's in custody oh okay the, the mother alive? is dead yeah <laughs> She is still alive. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the baby made it at yeah. all. Yeah. The, Unless I mean, she's like a doctor or a nurse. An ad hoc C-section is kind of tricky <laughs> business. Yeah. And all I had was a steak knife. <laughs> it was pretty old, too. So that's it for my story. <laughs> Everyone feeling good? <laughs> yeah, sure. Tell me your uh, social media tales. I rarely, like... My mother called me the other day and was like, oh, you need to RSVP for this thing on Facebook. Like, mom, I haven't looked at Facebook in forever. <laughs> Why? I was like, because every time I do, I have to hide posts from you and dad <laughs> and my father-in-law. Yeah, I have I actually have been off Facebook for, geez, I feel like six or seven years at this point. And like, I have tried so many times to get into Twitter and to you like seven or eight Twitter followers. And thank you. I do appreciate it. But I, man, I just, I can't do the Twitter. I just can't. I don't know what it is, but I've never used Twitter. I don't, I can't remember the last time I did anything with my Facebook. I glance at it every once in a while, but yeah, I think I logged out of my Facebook for good, like three months ago, hmm. maybe a little longer. And, uh, I, I'm not going back. 
I don't have any exciting stories of the time I was on Facebook. Just I decided that it was a toxic force in the world and didn't want to touch it anymore. Yeah, I mean, definitely Facebook has done some some bad things as far as like giving away information and definitely for like those housing ads, they shouldn't. They shouldn't have those switches, you know? They shouldn't have a button that says exclude Asians, but... <laughs> yeah, let's just get rid of the button, huh, guys? No, that worked. Then you're going to be putting ads out to everybody. <laughs> uh, that'll break the whole algorithm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, as far as like the, the violence and, and stuff, it's like, you know, the phone company was never responsible for the things that were said over the phone lines. And it's hard to know where to draw that line. It's like, I don't think Facebook is blameless, but I also don't think it's entirely their responsibility to monitor all that stuff. Cause that's just, yeah. that's too much. That's if you have two billion customers, how in the hell are you going to keep track of what they all say and make sure they're all following the rules? Like, at what point is it infringing on free speech, right. I guess? But well, it's, it's a private company. There's no yeah. no free speech. Sure, but still. Like, but yeah. how much do they want to censor everyone? And it, it's just... I, I understand that some of this stuff is harmful, but I don't know. We're just in a weird spot in the world, and I'm sure we'll figure it out, but it's going to take a while. <laughs> and I don't have any advice that I think could help other than to people that use it. Try and remember that the person on the other end of that is a person... You know, but or a Russian robot. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't be a dick. Yeah, stop being a dick on the internet, guys. Yeah, I have to be on Twitter, and I don't mind it. I have good conversations there about interesting things, but I am a very deliberately positive and um, small presence there, and I keep it that way because. I have friends who are harassed and uh, yeah, it's not fun. See, I use Twitter as a, as a, it's basically, Oh, I don't need to hear this guy's opinion anymore. Block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. It was kind of cathartic going, well, I don't have to ever see anything that the president says again. I mean, <laughs> you, you wouldn't have to see any of it at all. If you just didn't use Twitter. <laughs> Goddamn tweets are news. <laughs> I can't stop that. I can't block news. <laughs> Not the government. It's information now. Oh, yeah. I do get... That's the that's the other side of Twitter, which is that everyone talks about whatever thing has happened and then I can't avoid it. Yeah. Although re- recently that's just everyone being angry about Game of Thrones, which... <laughs> fine. I don't, I don't know anything about it, so yell all you want. Oh, I won't spoil anything for you then. <laughs> you can yell about it on Twitter. Any other stories? Mm, afraid I'm not a social butterfly on the internet. Yeah, well, I, I used to be, but um, like, I, I'll just talk to you. I'll text you. Yeah. I remember uh, trying to sell a mattress on Craigslist once, and I think somebody tried to launder money through me or something, or steal money from me. I don't yeah. really know how it was going to work. Yeah. Uh, Adam, we've, we've plumbed the depths of Craigslist. <laughs> we used to have that other podcast, and one of my bits was finding ads. Well, I I tried to sell a mattress, and I was in Florida at the time. And somebody contacted me, but he didn't live in Florida. He lived in like Texas or Virginia or something. I don't remember. Myanmar. But, but he was he was going to send somebody down to get the mattress. But like he couldn't do it that weekend because he was out of the office. And then later I found out he was also blind. <laughs> so he also couldn't do other things. And then he sent me like, it was like a check or something, but it was really big. 
<laughs> That's a really common scam. It's a publisher's house clearing check. <laughs> but uh, he said, "Oh no, but my secretary, she actually made it out for a thousand dollars more than I meant to." Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know how that was supposed to work, but I can tell you how it works. Okay. So it's a pretty common scam where someone on Craigslist or the like will overpay with a counterfeit check. Um, you then deposit your check their check into your account and before it comes up counterfeit you return to them the additional money so you give them a thousand dollars of your actual money after they give you 1500 fake money um and then the check bounces and you're on the hook for it that's how it works jokes on them i don't have a thousand dollars to give them (laughs) but yeah i mean craigslist is the best place you could ever go if you want ads for Dudes that want to jerk off while stomping on a train set and acting like Godzilla. Except they don't do that anymore. Yeah, I suppose not. So, shall we move on to uh, what are your morals worth? Sure. Yes. Did we all have a live journal? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I thought so. I had one to talk to you. Uh-huh. And that was all. <laughs> I had one to cry. <laughs> so, how much to read five posts selected from a thir- by a third party from your live journal on this podcast. Oh, $300 no. billion. Dollars. <laughs> Man, I don't care. <laughs> 20 bucks. I ain't shy. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to go billions, but <laughs> I deleted that motherfucker for a reason. I don't want to do it. I'm going to say like $10,000. Okay. I'll lower my price. G- give me $15,000. And you will read any five posts. Yes, that is uh, that's $3,000 a post. Man, if you did that to me, five posts, like my posts were so small, that would take me like 30 <laughs> seconds. Easiest 20 bucks I ever made. Had a sandwich today. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling nonplussed. Diabetic. <laughs> Oops. See, my life journal was mostly like song lyrics that obscurely referenced whatever I was going through at the time. I can vouch for that. <laughs> um so i'd probably get a suit if i just read out five songs on their podcast you just can't pay me a lot more for the royalties you just can't sing them (laughs) but uh provided i don't have to worry about the legal ramifications i don't know i probably had some personal stuff i mean i was always really nervous about sharing anything private but my posts were also really private so they were written in code i mean my actual physical journals were written in code. <laughs> so my live journal was definitely in code. There's Russian intelligence agents decoding them now. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like $5,000 is probably reasonable. $1,000 per post. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's not worth it, Andy. Let, let it stay buried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to find mine and kill it. I didn't ever delete it still out there somewhere with my icons that my friends made for me. All right. I think that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Adam and I are looking at you like, whose turn is it? I expect a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard, our awesome editor. And thanks to you for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can join us on our subreddit, Acid Pop Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast for updates almost every month. 
or you can send us an email at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. When was the first chat program created? Uh, Before we get to that, let's do a clap, because we haven't done one yet. There you go. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that counts. (laughs) Can you do that on command every time? That's a good trick. (laughs) (laughs) Saw the whole thing happening. (laughs) All right, let's try that one more time. One, two, three. Kelly almost clapped with me, but she held it in. (laughs) Don't hold in your claps. Your eyes will pop out. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. When was the first chat program created? Hmm.